Welcome once again to the Run of the Mills podcast. My name is Mike Mills, and this is Roman Through Romans, episode number 76. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. But thank you for joining me on these, my 11 listeners. I appreciate you guys. hope this is a blessing to you. And my real hope is that as we go through this, that you're really getting a grasp on it. I know we've done a lot of repetition and a lot of review. And again, as I've said before, it's... Uh, it's so that you'll remember. Uh, we, that's how we remember things. Repetition. And so I really want to make sure that uh, that you are getting the uh, getting the context and seeing how this all fits together as we go. So I don't want to talk too much. I told you last time I wouldn't talk uh, too much this time about review. But uh, let's look at uh, verses 7 through 12 of chapter 7. And Paul's asking this question again about the law. Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. So that's where we quit last time. So let's pick up verse 9. I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. So there's, this is the section where, where there's some debate about what Paul's talking about. And some people think what he's going to talk about here is a progression in his own life, where he talks about his life as um, right from beginning until where he is then to his point, like before I knew the law, when I was a child and you know that he didn't know the law and he was just free and happy as can be. But as soon as he heard it, he started to learn it, he started to struggle with these things he hadn't struggled with before. And then the next part is once he became a Christian and then he tries to, um, he tries to live like according to the law as a, as a Christian. And he struggles with this battle between um, what he wants to do and what he um, actually does. And, and so some people say that's when he was living as a carnal Christian. And this third part, the final part is, you know, the, the way he lives now. Um, and so that, that's one of the ways that you'll sometimes see people or have people uh, take this one. I, I think we'll just take it as it's written here and, and, and uh, you know, maybe come to your own conclusion. And uh, let's see. So anyway, we're at verse nine where he says, I was once, I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. So he was alive once without the law. When was that? Well, seeing that he was raised as a Jew, I'm, I'm guessing that that was in his childhood. That before he knew the law, before he studied the law, he um, he didn't realize he didn't he didn't realize how sinful he was. Um, he was uh, he didn't realize like he used the example of covetousness. Um, but sin was revived and. And it killed him. You know, I died. It's that that thing of like, man, this I'm just crushed under the you know when I when I see that righteous requirement, uh, you know, it killed me. Um, and he says in verse ten, and the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. Now, see, the reason for the commandments is to bring life. Well, this seems kind of weird. Like, well, why would God bring give us commandments that bring life if it brings death. Well, think about it this way, I guess, right? 
let's say you have a society and you have these laws, right? You have the law and we are all uh, living under this law together. Well, we all know what the law is. And while we break the law, the law at the same time protects us. You know, if there is no law saying you shall not murder, well, then people might just go murdering each other. And we have a lot, no law that says don't steal. Well, people can start stealing from each other. You know, don't commit adultery. Well, then people just start doing whatever. And so the law, of course, is put into place saying, look, this is this is for your protection. You know, the the reason for for well, it's hard in our modern culture with our law craziness, but like traffic laws, the reason for traffic laws, well, they're for your for your safety. It's lawlessness on the road could be a, a disaster. You know, and I, I always enjoy hearing people's stories when they travel to other countries and they talk about. Uh, how shocked they are by how people don't obey the traffic rules. You know, I remember being uh, in, I think we we're in Mazatlan, Mexico, and uh, noticing that the taxi driver was paying no attention to the lines on the road. You know, there were like three lanes, but they were driving like there were five. You know, people just didn't care. Um, and I was like, this isn't very safe. Well, because they're not following the laws. The, law, the laws are there uh, for safety, but individually within us, there is this thing that the law brings out. It, you know, like we said before, you know, that one of the, the wages of sin is death, and that's what it brought out of him. He said it brings death. Verse 11, for the sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. So remember, the law is good. The problem is the sin within me that, you know, taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it killed me. So I just want to point out this one little word in here, and that is the word deceived me, or that's two words, deceived. Uh, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it killed me. So how does that, how did that work? How does that work? Well, here's the thing, right? We have this desire within us, this, this natural sinful desire to please ourselves, to do what we want, and not only that, to do contrary to what is right and good. I mean, it's a, it's a strange thing. But the deception is what I wanted to point out. Because we, when we were tempted, when we were tempted to sin, if there was no deception, we wouldn't do it because we would see the whole big picture. We would say, if I do this, yes, it'll be pleasurable for a moment or it'll be pleasing for a short time, but the long-term results are devastating. The long-term results are, like we said in chapter six, slavery, shame, and death. You know, we, we I remember somebody telling me this years ago that the devil never tells you the consequences of your sin. You know, when, when you're being tempted, you're not being told, well, here's all the consequences. Here's all the consequences. This is what's going to happen. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say to me when they're dealing with the consequences of a major sin in their life, saying, I thought it would make me happy. Because they were deceived. And that's the very nature, the basis of temptation. Temptation is deception, is you being deceived about the true results of your action. You know, you're we're, we're not generally tempted to do good things, right? We don't think like, well, I'm really tempted to do good things. No, we're, we're tempted to do things we know we're not supposed to do. And so with that in mind, this is one of those great things to do when you're 
when you're feeling tempted or if there is something you're constantly tempted with as a believer is to go to the Bible and find the truth on that subject, on that topic. Because then when you're tempted, you remember, wait, temptation is based on a lie. What's the truth? What is the truth? And when you have your mind focused on the word of God, when you're, when you recognize the truth, it's far less tempting when you realize like, Hey, the truth is this, this is not going to be fulfilling. This is not going to be pleasing. Giving into this is going to make it easier to give into it the next time. It's one of the, one of the things that we are very rarely told um, is that when you give into temptation, it makes it harder to resist it the next time. Temptation is a lie. It's a deception. Keep that in mind as you go through your life this week when you're tempted. Recognize the lie. Recognize the truth. We'll talk to you next time. God bless you.